0: so happy you're here with me today. And yes, it is part two of our Scandal Disney series. So today I will be reviewing episodes five, six, and seven. And we will be looking for any kind of tidbits, nuggets, anything that we feel like correlates back to Scandal. And there are quite a few things that happen over girl has a few screws loose because for whatever reason, she thought this week was episode 8, so I kept saying, oh well, yeah, part 2, episodes 5, 6, 7, and 8. Nope, nope, not true guys. Big news, it's episodes 5, 6, and 7. So, we haven't seen associated 8 yet, the breath, but we have a lot to talk about today. and um, We will get to it, but first, there are two things that I wanted to tell. First, I wanted to say thank you so much. If you have subscribed to The Reality Informant, if you listen to any of the episodes that were posted, thank you. If you've rated me five stars, I love you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. But all jokes aside, you know, this whole project was truly born out of me. Wanting a hobby that was mine, I am a mom, a wife, I work full time, I have a very full plate but I needed a plate that was just for me and something that brought me joy and made me excited every week and something that, you know, fueled my fire and I know that sounds so corny but it's true and I've met so many people through this already. I've met people that I never thought I would actually connect with online because I'd been a fan from afar and now I'm just talking to them, shooting the shit about all things reality TV and Bravo. It's so, it's so amazing. And this is just your little, I don't know, PSA. If there's something that you want, go for it. You know, why not you? That's what I said to myself why not me? I I have a voice and I just want to share and I just want to connect. And I'm doing that and you guys are letting me. So thank you so much and share, subscribe, rate, and let's keep this thing going. I'm so excited. So I had to say that today. And the second thing that we have to talk about before we really get into the episodes, can we talk about the reunion? and everything we've seen come out this week. I just wanted to touch upon a few things that I saw that I thought were crazy, hysterical, funny. First off, Raquel just announcing her coming to the reunion in person via Notes app on her iPhone. That was very 2013 to 20 like 17, A-list celeb status, you know? I feel like that's how they used to let us know that they were getting a divorce or someone was cheating on somebody I don't know it just felt very intense but also I'm like these personalities man sometimes sometimes they think they're a big 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 news but I will say in Raquel's defense I think it was probably the only way she could say it actually you know what I take that back the girl has been in the pocket of E or E.T. or E, either one of them. I mean, she could have just done it through them. I feel like she has been. But anyway, needless to say, she announced she was coming back via the Notes app. And of course, our friend Lala took the opportunity to troll her. Said, can't wait with the little purple devil, you know? And I can't lie, I giggled. I giggled a little bit. And you know what? Raquel put it out there for the public. Lala Lala can do that. So, We saw that happen. We saw the pictures start rolling in. We obviously saw Ariana in her 1-800-BOYS-LIE sweatsuit set. I was living for it. I loved it. I'm pretty sure that the sales of that sweatsuit went up a lot. So whoever bought her that, genius move. I hope someone bought her that. If she bought it for herself, I also respect that, you know? But these pictures start rolling in. We saw uh, Tom Sandoval and Raquel in their like emo black outfits and honestly people were saying oh my gosh this is what they were wearing guys When has Sandoval in the history of ever taken an opportunity to dress and it was like muted I've never seen that so who are we kidding who are we kidding I think typically they just bring those clothes as a change of clothes. A, when they're taking a break. B, they don't want the pictures to come out of them in their outfits. Obviously, we've seen some. I know we saw Raquel in that um, that really pale green dress, which was eerily similar to a color that Ariana has worn in the past. And yikes. But we saw that stuff come out. We also heard that there was, you know an altercation a physical altercation that andy had to step in i think the reports are the last i checked it was not tom it was not raquel um but who would it be i mean i i feel like obviously james of all people would be real pissed but i don't know everybody see it, there seems to be um with this report a claim that it's not who we think it would be so Let's see. I don't know. I'm just trying to think about it. I don't know who it would be. I mean, I could see Katie getting really pissed, but I don't don't know. Anywho, we also saw the seating chart come out, right? So obviously there's two versions. We were all wondering how that was going to happen. And we have Sheena and Raquel separated, it seems. I wonder if Sheena will be on screen in the room when Raquel's there. Not quite sure. And this was all because of the restraining order that was put in place. And there were also reports that Raquel came to the reunion with paperwork that was basically a proof that she was dropping the restraining order. Now, it has since come out from Sheena's lawyers that that's not what it was. It actually wasn't a legal document at all. But I believe it may have just been an intent to drop the charges. I believe they will both still have to appear in court because I think in California you can't drop that um, without still going. So we'll see what happens there. Obviously, I'm not a lawyer. By the way, I'm going to plug the Bravo docket. If you do not follow the Bravo docket, they are two lawyers who are equally obsessed with Bravo and they review everything through a legal lens. And there's no doubt. I believe I actually saved it to read this weekend. I think that they actually put it. They did a whole post on what the restraining order was and what it meant and all that stuff. So that's a great follow. Um, I love it. And I feel like it just gives you a different perspective on these things. And I know they blew up with like Jen Shaw's trial and everything. So um, take a listen if you haven't. But anywho, that came out. We are. Oh, one thing that I wanted to say about the seating chart was, so I don't know if you guys remember, but Tom, there was a time when Tom Sandoval was across from Kristen and he was sitting next to Ariana and now we see him sitting across from Ariana and next to Raquel. Time is really a flat circle, guys. It's wild. Really wild. Anyway, we have about two months until we see this thing and I know we're all like impatient. We really want to say it, but here's what I'll say. We need to be patient. We need to watch this story play out. Sheena on her podcast this week had talked about a conversation she had with Lala. And Sheena was expressing, I can't believe this. Like it's such a mind fuck because... Tom was always the one who was so supportive, who was the first to donate to anything. Like he always was so kind and generous in that way. And Lala said to her, Randall was the same way. It's like they want to look good. And they're really not. Really interesting. Why I say that is because I know we want this reunion, but I think we need to really see, we will, come on, We're going to see this whole season play out, and we're going to understand where their heads were at at this reunion, what they lived through, the lies, the deceit. We need to see it. So I'm excited. And like I say, what a missed opportunity for Bravo to have a live reunion. And I know there are reasons not to. And actually, I stand for them because I do feel like At a reunion, you want these people to get the opportunity to really just like clear the air on everything. And when you have an audience there, I think psychologically your responses might just be slightly different based on audience reaction, things like that. So I do understand, but I do think we could have had a one way glass wall, you know, like we could see them; (laughs) they don't see or hear us. Come on, come on give me that. I would have paid a premium for that. And I would have sat there for 15 hours without a pee break. Just being honest. And again, here's my point. Bravo and the WWE have a lot of similarities. Tell me the entire reunion, raw and uncut, (laughs) couldn't have been on pay-per-view. I would have paid for that. I would have had a whole party here of 15 of my girlfriends. Who am I kidding? I have like five girlfriends. Had them all over here and we watched the whole thing. No breaks. Uninterrupted like 14 hours of of footage. I would have lived for that. So missed opportunity. So we have some time to wait. I can't wait. I think it's gonna be so good. Um, but let's get into episodes five through eight. I mean seven. Oh my gosh, I said eight, but that's okay. I I I did that to myself. Um five six and seven so episode five love struck at the disco pussy things i never thought i'd say so what is this episode about katie plans a divorce party trip to las vegas and lake havasu but conveniently leaves sheena off the guest list lala and raquel find themselves flirting with the same guy ariana receives devastating news from home james attempts to minimize his drinking around his mom but finds himself reeling when Allie raises the same concerns. After discovering the Tom's financial issues, Lisa and Ken make them an offer they may be desperate enough to accept. So, episode five to me is like we are about to see Raquel's story shift. we see we see it happen, but we're gonna see the fallout of it later. So, right away. We're hit with perspective is everything. We have Raquel and Ariana shopping together for Lake Havasu. And yeah, this scene is chilling. It's really, really weird to watch back. Ariana is talking about how she is encouraging Raquel to get out there, go crazy, make mistakes, have fun. But not in the let's make out with Katie's ex-husband kind of fun you know? And she even says, is this the first time I'm about to be mad at Raquel? You know, like it's clear that especially Ariana and Sheena have taken Raquel under their wing a little bit and want to see her grow her confidence and be the woman that they believe she can be. And it's kind of It's just, like, sad watching this back. There was one thing that I wanted to talk about that, like, really irked me. And I'm not sure if it irked anybody else. But when Raquel is talking to Ariana about the dinner that she had with both Ariana and Katie. When Ariana basically says to Raquel, like, yeah, that was fucked up. Like, what were you thinking? Raquel does this, like, <laughs> oops. Like, truly, that was what she did. Like, <laughs> oops. And it was one that, you know, she was very comfortable doing. And I can't help but feel in my heart of hearts that that face, that oops, has been done before. It just bothered me. And I don't know. There was just something off, disingenuous about it. I did not like it. At this point, I feel like production really is still focusing on the whole Schwartz-Raquel thing. And I think that it's really evident in this episode because the sound bites are talking about that. Um, I think we need, need an honorable mention during this episode when Katie references Sheena as Mugatu. The irony that The Mugatu in this whole damn thing is actually Sandoval, a.k.a. Zoolander himself, is amazing. You cannot tell me that Sandoval is not a 2023 Derek Zoolander. He definitely does the blue steel every time he leaves his house and looks in the mirror. Like, like, come on. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. I just thought it was hysterical that, in retrospect, (laughs) It still applied. It was just the wrong person. And speaking of honorable mentions in this episode, can we just Lisa Vanderpump with her grandson? She looked great. And I don't know where she gets her lingerie from, but Lord knows if I could get my chest to look that way with lingerie, I would pay a bajillion dollars. So just wanted to acknowledge. Very, very obvious. <laughs> she looks great. She she just did. Okay. Speaking of, we need to acknowledge the awareness of Christina Kelly. The awareness. What am I talking about? So, obviously, the girls are getting ready to go on this trip, and Katie and Christina are together, and Katie's explaining to Christina what happened at the dinner with herself, Raquel, and Ariana. Christina Kelly is shook when she finds out what Raquel has said and I'm with her I feel like we all were with her and I thought it was amazing that she said I think you're giving Sheena too much credit here and I agree you know Christina goes on to say you know this sweet innocent act people are treating her like a baby and that's offensive to babies and I laughed at that. Um, And I really did think that was a really important uh, soundbite. When you do look back and you look back at all of the seasons, she really does play into that like, oh, it's me. I'm just Raquel. Oops. Oops. I don't know if that was just where her confidence was pushed down to in her relationship with James, but it's true. She definitely... um, yeah, I mean, like, at the end of the day, what was she, 23, 24, 25? I mean, you're young, but you're still, I don't know. She's also so much younger than the rest of this group. That must be intimidating as well. Like, I see both sides of the coin. But Christina Kelly's not raw. She's just not wrong. So we see them getting ready. We also see Lala and Raquel getting ready separately. Lala goes to Raquel's new apartment. And, you know, they're chatting about everything. I think they're actually in, like, a a nice place. And, you know, Lala's really opening up to Raquel. They're bonding over, really just moving on from a relationship. And Lala's talking about Randall. And she says, basically, like, oh, it wasn't, we weren't doing that great. But, hey, let's have a kid together. And Raquel actually says, that's the worst idea. (laughs) No offense. Like, I her social cues sometimes are missing and I can't like I watched it the first time and I was like did she really just say that oh no she just got tripped up it was like a you know you, I don't know you're talking to a good friend you say things that maybe you wouldn't say to everybody I, it's just the reality and I think she was just saying it and it came out and then she realized what she said and she was like no offense that's what I felt the first time Then I watched this again. Now I've watched this like actual scene many times because I thought, am I going crazy? But then I'm like, no, honestly, Raquel really said that. Like she, watch it again. She says it. And then Lala goes on to say very quickly after that, like, I'm not offended. I, you know, the best part of this all was ocean that came out of, uh, out of that relationship. And obviously Raquel is super supportive of that statement. And, um, feels very kind and empathetic in that moment but it's it was just that moment where I'm like she really said that I actually think she meant it too so I don't know sometimes I'm like the social cues are off I don't know there's also been this theory I just wanted to pause because there's been this theory about Raquel and really her issues with acceptance and I've seen a couple go around and one in particular really pisses me off and it's the one that is connected to her being adopted. Now she was adopted and she's very open about that. Um, she has, she had an open, you know, understanding of what it meant her whole life. She grew up knowing, um, she appears to and speaks about her mom and dad in a very loving way. I believe that she grew up in a very like safe environment that talked about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, here's what I'll say. I am adopted too, if you did not know. And I also had a very healthy understanding of it and what it meant. And I still had to work through my whole life, um, just issues with acceptance. And it's really normal. There's a ton of research about um, adoption and how that is a form of trauma and how it can affect you your whole life. And Yes, I hear you. Okay, but then where I'm getting lost is that doesn't mean you're a bad person and you're mean and you do bad things and you like hurt other people. Like I, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I think this is less about her adoption and more about the fact that she was in a five-year relationship that ended. They moved on very quickly. And I think that totally is a mind fuck, and you feel totally lost. I think that this woman is totally lost right now. Yes, wants to be accepted. Don't we all though? Baseline. And I think Tom Sandoval was giving her that attention in the midst of all of this. So, sorry. Just needed to say that. I felt like it was was just bothering me and I had nowhere else to say it for a long time other than here. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. So let's move on. So finally, the girls get to Vegas. They have their dinner at Vanderpump Apati. And this dinner, <laughs> I, I, I forgot that this dinner had both Katie's mom and the Oliver situation happening. Uh, no wonder Raquel was so lit and probably going harder at Oliver than she would have because she just got interrogated by Katie's mom, which for the record, I find so weird that they were talking about this situation with her mom, but her mom, good on her, like, I'm a mom, too. I feel like if I were in her shoes and that was happening to my kid, yeah, I probably would say something, too. I don't know. I don't know. I think I wouldn't, but maybe I would. Maybe I would take her to the side and talk to her about it. I don't know. But I probably would have said something. I think it, I think it is too fresh. I think um, the fact that they're all filming together, I, I don't know. I don't blame Katie's mom for saying something. I just did think it was a little, like, strange. But it happened. I don't blame her for saying anything. Um, but the point being, she clearly, <laughs> Raquel, was feeling the heat. And then we have Oliver serving them, and he I, is not a bad man to look at. And Raquel agreed. So did Lala. Let's talk about this. So Lala is very clearly interested in Oliver. I, they had met before, I made out, hooked up before. And Lala goes into this dinner, like, with the full intention of that happening again. Clearly. But during the dinner, we see Raquel also flirting with Oliver. And we're like, what is going on here? Now, just just talking about the dinner. Yeah, I thought that was weird that Raquel was going a little extra hard, especially because she knew that Lala had been speaking him up. Is clearly flirting with him at the table. Like, are we what? We're all seeing the same thing, right? So it's very obvious. I don't know how Raquel would have missed this. I don't think she did. But she was clearly getting heat from Katie's mom. I don't know if the drinks and she just thought he was cute and it was fun and she was just flirting. We're all flirting. And I think that might have been part of it. Um, obviously, we're getting like an edit, but I did feel like, girl, what are you doing? Like, hmm? that's weird. That's how I felt. Then we get out. We go out that night to the disco pussy. <laughs> and yeah, we know what happens. Raquel hooks up with Oliver on the dance floor. Now, I'm a little bit annoyed because I really felt like yes, Raquel was wrong in like flirting with him so openly in front of Lala after Lala said like she was into him, where she was right was asking her like, you know, I feel weird doing anything cuz I know you have like feelings. Lala says, I think you're overthinking it right now. If you're looking for my approval, I'm not going to stand in your way. To me, that is a green light. Go for it, Raquel. You asked. They aren't like besties. They've gotten a little bit closer. But I think Raquel felt like she asked her. And honestly, on paper, yeah, she did. And what bothers me is they 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 make out and it's the next episode that really really bothers me and we'll get into it so episode five like I said to round it out I really feel like it was just like think of a roller coaster right you're going up 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 the hill I feel like we're at the bottom going up Right, like this episode, it's like, okay, let here comes the drama. We're going up the drama hill. And then we get to episode six, Divorce Party Crashers. So episode six, Lala and Katie freak out at Raquel for making out with Oliver. Back in L.A., Sheena plans a guy's night to help Schwartz get back in the game. Tom and Tom weigh a big decision about the future of the bar. Lisa consoles Ariana and her loss. Charlie's arrival in Lake Havasu helps Raquel find her voice, leading to a friendship ending fight. This episode, in my opinion, is Raquel's turning point. Let's discuss it. In this episode, she no longer felt like these girls were her people. Taking Scandival out of the picture. I just felt that way. Like, I forget anything I was looking for. Just surface level, it was very clear that Raquel was not comfortable with this group. So, this episode, we find ourselves really back in the house, um, or excuse me, in the apartment or the hotel room. What am I saying? Yeah, the hotel room, because they're back in Vegas. And basically, It's a shit show. Raquel is very drunk. She's in the room with the three girls and Lala basically says, like, I wanna let you near my man and Raquel goes, Well, good thing you don't have one. And it was not great. Not great. But I do feel like Raquel like didn't realize what she was saying, but she was defending herself. I think she felt like, What the hell, dude? Like I asked you but it just didn't come out right. Um still wrong it was still bold I would never say that I think most girls would never say that most women would never say that to another woman it was a fiery comment and Lala did not like it we knew that would happen right but what bothered me too is is in this episode, I really felt like the girls were bullying her a little bit. And um, it's it, yeah, you can watch it back and say, well, she deserved it. But at the time, it just I wasn't really it, it felt really mean watching it. I mean, even the, the confessionals and interviews that Lala was in, like discussing this, she's still saying that Raquel was making it a competition, like a pageant over Oliver. But no, I mean, you told her if you want my approval, I'm not going to stand in your way. So I don't think it's really fair to rag her like that so long after the actual events. Like, she's still saying it this way, so I I don't know. But to me, the pivotal moment was when these three girls, Christina, Katie, and Lala are in the bed talking shit on Raquel and she overhears it she overhears it. It's really sad. It's really mean. And Katie's saying, don't go near my boyfriend. Don't steal my boyfriend. And it was just so powerful and bullying to the 10th degree in terms of just like mean. What I would have appreciated a lot more is if the next day Lala said to Raquel, listen, I would have liked to have made out with him. But once I saw you two connecting, you said something to me. It just made me feel uncomfortable. Just own your feelings, Lala. Like, to me, then it would have all been a little bit more, I guess, like, what's the word? Fixable? I don't know. I feel like if Raquel heard it that way, then she would have been like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, you said it was okay. If if it wasn't okay... Then I'm sorry, I don't want to make you feel bad. But she didn't do that, right? So it's just like, you know, they Katie even said, like, you should be embarrassed when Raquel said, I'm embarrassed about last night. Like, I'm glad you feel that way. Like, come on. Give like cut her a little break. Like, clearly she's drunk. Like, I don't know. It just felt like very mean. Um, and then they're in the car and they're driving to Lake Havasu and you know, Raquel is going through it. She breaks down to them, has a little bit of an anxiety attack. And in this moment, and Raquel says it too, I just felt like the girls were for the first time being like very supportive of her. And they saw her in a different way. I think they realized, wow, this girl is actually going through a lot. And she's totally lost right now. And the decisions that she's making are okay, maybe a little bit reckless. But maybe we have a little bit more context as to why. Hold that thought. I was watching this episode back today. And for the first time I said to my, and I had watched this episode probably not last one, like two times. And last time, just a gut check. And I say to myself, is she having an anxiety attack because she's already doing things she shouldn't be doing? Like, I am curious if she's very stressed out because she's already talking to Tom Sandoval. I don't know. There's just this like real anxiety where she's like, I don't know who I am anymore, blah, 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 blah. And I think she spends a lot of time talking about James, but I'm wondering if she spends a lot of time talking about James, but she's including other situations in it. I don't know. But it was the first time I watched it where I was like, hmm, I wonder if this anxiety is like, Not just about her being lost, but about her like doing things she shouldn't be doing. Just putting it out there, I don't know. By the time they get to Lake Havasu, it feels like they are actually in a better place. Charlie arrives and later on they go to dinner, and honestly, everything seems to be okay. And then Lala goes in on Raquel, explaining what happened. And if I were Raquel, I probably, too, would have been like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, we just had this, we had a talk this morning. We took the, the car ride together. You guys were supportive of me, and now now we're here? Like, what's happening? So I I kind of sided with Raquel in her being so defensive at this dinner. Also good on Charlie for doing her best to back up Raquel, given the situation. Like, she was playing devil's advocate. She also acknowledged that when Raquel said, "You know, well, good thing you don't have a man," that that was like, "That was bad," you know, like that's what your friends should do. They should be able to hold you accountable, but also like defend you. So, all of the women getting up and leaving that table at the dinner was to me, and this is after, by the way, obviously Raquel is going in on Lala, basically calling her a mistress and everything. And I know that that's painful, but. Raquel just learned that you and James were lying for her lying to her for years. <laughs> like I I don't know why Lala is trying to minimize that so much. Get over it. It happened. Like no. I'm living it and I'm processing it and I'm allowed to process it. Like please. So that whole thing is like ridiculous. The, I I just do not agree with Lala on that, but the whole mistress comment Okay, fine, because she apparently didn't know that's what she says. So, I mean, is it fair? I don't know. But Raquel said it. It pissed them off. The three, Christina, Katie, and Lala get up from the table, leave dinner. Charlie and Raquel are like, all right, what the frick is happening here? And they decide that they're going to go. They're going to go. The next morning, they decide that they're leaving, They want to leave early. This isn't comfortable for Raquel. She just wants to be around people that she wants to be around. And honestly, I thought that was a good boundary setting. Like, she's done with the situation. This isn't working. They're not going to be friends. The end. Didn't mind that. What I did think was sketch was that she wanted to go back to Boys Night for Tom Schwartz. Like, given this whole situation... For her to do that was a choice. Like, that was a choice. It was drawing a line in the sand with these three women. And I don't blame her for putting her foot down and making a call. I just wonder what did she think was going to be the reaction to that. Like, the fact that it was, yeah, we're going out for a Tom Sandoval. Like, go go say, I'm going to go hang out with my good friend Sheena. You know, like that would have been the, the way to approach it. But mm-mm, mm-mm. she was doing it to get a rise out of all of them. And it worked. It worked. Now, timeline check. OK, so reports say that Sandoval and Raquel hooked up for the first time around this night. Right. Wasn't this boy's night? Was it prior? I don't know. So we find ourselves at boys night, the Mondrian uh, Schwartz is talking to the guys. It's, it's everybody. It's uh, Sheena Schwartz. We have James there. We have Brock show up. We have Brett from Schwartz and Sandy's. We have the other friend, Matt, is it Matt? I don't know. My girlfriends are like, who is he? He's so hot. Um, He's there. Uh, you know, it's, it's in boys night, whatever. So we know that Raquel and Charlie are going to be showing up. But anyway, they're all chatting, they're drinking, whatever. The girls aren't there yet. And this I want to talk about. I feel like this whole scene, these couple scenes where they're at boys' night are incredibly interesting, very telling. Let's talk about it. So Schwartz says at one point, Katie would be so annoyed if you called me this or blah, 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 blah. And Sheena says, says, well, she's not here. You know, two of them ended up leaving, right? And who is the first person to jump in and say anything? Tom Sandoval. He says, Charlie and Raquel? Uh, what? How did you know? So I guess, I guess he could have found out through Ariana. Or... He was texting Raquel, which is the reason I thought he knew. But then James says, and like, you have to watch this back. Then James says, oh, yeah, Lala called me this morning. She said she had to give it to my ex last night. So James is like. Trying to, you know, like control this conversation right now. And God bless the editors, okay? Because they took a couple shots of Sandoval's face. And it's like the edge. And I'm telling you, the way Sandoval looks like he wants to scream that that's not what happened. He has shifty eyes. The editors caught it all, okay? To me, it looked like Sandoval wanted to say something so badly. But he was biting his tongue. Go check it out. It's wild. So you and I watched Raquel and Charlie arrive at the Mondrian, right? They get there. They sit down. They start talking about what happened. Like what happened. And you have to watch the way that Schwartz is leaning in to every single word she's saying. It's like no one else in the room is there. He just wants to hear everything she's saying. I I you really watching it back. It's really wild. And what was so incredible is that we're watching James talk about it like oh, she's here to impress me. She just wants to piss me off and get a rise out of me. Like, I truly, at this point, don't know if she cares about James. Like, the she looks very unbothered by him on this evening. And she is also sitting next to Short. She's talking very directly to Sandoval. Like, she is not on the James... Kennedy train on this night. In my opinion, I think she's just a little bit interested in other situations. All right, let's bring it home with episode seven Galaxy Gaslighting. James starts to spiral when he feels that his friends are choosing Raquel over him. Lala breaks her years long dry spell when she hooks up with a new guy. Katie and Sheena clash over a hotel room snafu. That was dramatic. Tom and Ariana host a pool party to bring their friends together, but Raquel uses it as an opportunity to finally confront Lala for sleeping with James. So this episode picks up where we left off at the Mondrian. Uh, James is freaking out that Raquel is at guys night. G U Y S guys night. Uh, yeah, he's upset. I get it. It's awkward. I feel like he is not trying to be around her. He's trying to respect his current relationship. Him leaving was very respectful and honestly growth on James Kennedy. Uh good on him. Uh but again, a couple things that were just like really interesting to see in retrospect was how Tom Sandoval was actually handling James. Um, When they went to the bathroom, James expresses to him that he's stressed out by them being there at guys' night. And basically, Tom's like, yeah, it's a lot. But I'm watching this man's face, and he looks like he's sweating bullets. And I don't know if it's just that he's overwhelmed and, like, processing all the different situations that are at this evening. But if I had questions about Tom Sandoval... And Raquel, at this point, I mean, it looks kind of weird. Looks a little weird. And why else does it look weird? Because Raquel is telling everybody, you know, her story, blah, blah, blah. And Tom is so focused on her. It's incredible. Like, really? You can't even make it up. It, It looks like almost staged, but... I think that's really what he was doing and it, I don't put it past him and it just like the way they were looking at each other and talking it just feels like something was up already. That's what I'll say and I know there's a lot of chatter about it being like that night. I, the way that they were interacting, it felt like it already happened in my opinion. What did you guys think? You have to let me know. Um, this episode, we see a lot go down and really is where the pool party is where I want to get to but a couple of things I want to address before we get there. Um, it's obviously Katie and Ariana and something about her situation like I am so excited for them I cannot wait for them to just like take over the world by sandwiches like good for them and it was just like really cool I didn't know if you guys knew this but the woman who was on Sabina is actually from I don't know if you know the cookie dough Like eat dough that company that was her so she started that whole thing on her own and I think it was really cool that that was um someone from like a very popular brand like helping them out and I guess it's Katie's friend and it looked like she met Ariana for the first time um on this episode but I just thought that was like a fun tidbit so in this episode I also felt like Raquel was getting real if you will I was seeing sides of her that I've never seen before and I don't know if it's just we haven't had the opportunity to but it just felt like a different version of her and yeah she's not in the relationship anymore she's not tied to James she has her own you know personality that she's putting out there so it was interesting to see but this pool party that Ariana decided to host so she did this because obviously she had just lost her dog she wanted to just kind of reset have some joy in her life, have friends over. And it was at this pool party. Watching it back is really, really, really hard. Um, I feel like there were so many moments that were so glaringly obvious um, between Tom Sandoval and Raquel that it's kind of just like, it's only going to get worse, guys. It's really only going to get worse. So a couple of moments that I want to call out. So obviously we see Raquel and Lala get into it raquel is basically explaining to lala why she doesn't like her and it's all rooted back in the fact that obviously lala and james hooked up very early in raquel's relationship with james and she's only finding this out two weeks ago and like yeah i i feel like raquel is valid in being pissed off like i don't care what anyone says i don't care she just found out about this let the woman process what is wild to me is watching Tom Sandoval go to bat for Raquel on this, on those points. It almost feels like he has had those those conversations with Raquel. You know, the fact that he understood and could articulate it that way. I mean, again, you could argue that Ariana was close to Raquel at this point, and maybe they all three of them were talking about it, but like he was very vocal. And there's like a snippet in this scene where you see Lala look at Tom Sandoval and like laugh almost. She's always like, she's almost like, bro, like, why are you going so hard on me right now on this? Like, it's almost like surprising that it's coming from him. And again, you could argue that Tom comes from a place of defending Schwartz and Katie was in this conversation as well, too. um And uh, like when Katie was saying things, Tom was jumping at that. So, yeah, you could argue that he was just being a little defensive and blah, blah, blah. But mm, I don't think so. He knew too much. He articulated that far too well. And I think he's had conversations with Raquel about it. I mean, what the hell did you guys think? Watching it, it was like, is he her mouthpiece? Like what's happening here? It felt like he was her boyfriend in that moment, like defending her. It was really weird. Then as we're watching this whole pool party happen, the the moments that they are together, there's a few moments where like they're with that friend again, Matt from boys night, right? It's, I think just Raquel, Matt, and Sandoval, and they're talking about the spray tans like all rubbing off on Matt and they're making – actually, I don't think it's Matt. I think it was somebody else. But anyway, I don't remember their names. If they come back, I'll repeat them correctly. Um, but they're like making these jokes and like they're being like little like, I don't know, like chummy. And I'm like, when did they get close? Like that's what I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, when did this happen? I don't know, but the way that they're joking together, I mean, it's crazy. This whole pool scene made me go, whoa, there's more here. There's just more here. I mean, it probably started at this point already. I don't know. It just felt way too obvious in retrospect. So the preview for next week's episode eight, (laughs) which I thought I'd be talking about today, Looks insane. Honestly, like I said, we're on this roller coaster, right? I feel like we're getting to the top. We're getting to the top. I feel like the next two, three episodes, we may be at the top of like, it's happening now. It's starting now. And then we're going to really be able to watch the rest of this as we're going down the roller coaster. And we're just like really, really seeing all the shit fly past us. Like all of it. So I can only imagine what we're going to see. Again, these last three episodes, I feel like were those turning points for Raquel. I think we're seeing her go through a lot. I feel like I'm curious if the situation with Tom Sandoval has already started by the time the girls are on this trip to Lake Havasu on the car ride there. I don't know. Was the anxiety attack tied to just all the situations she was involved with, including Tom Sandoval? We will never know, obviously. I mean, maybe we will, but I doubt it. But I don't know. It just felt like she was so overwhelmed and like there was so much going on. But for Tom Sandoval to know exactly like her leaving, to be so involved and interested and concerned with, with what she had to say at Boys Night coming out of that trip when she left it early, like what? his behavior at the pool party and just like defending her again and spending a little bit more time with her and making jokes with her and obviously making eyes at her like we saw that it happened quite a few times at that pool party and that's where I say to myself did production see things at that party where they stepped outside and said to each other What the fuck is happening right now? We need to look at this. We need to look at this. Anyway, guys, a lot to unpack. It's always so much fun. I will be continuing this series as we go through the season. I think it's really important to kind of group a couple episodes together because I think it creates continuity. Um, So again, I mean, this is episode seven. Maybe we'll do eight, nine, ten and take it from there. I will keep you posted. So keep a lookout on socials. I will call it out. This is so much fun. I love dissecting this and looking into it a little bit more. Um, Again, if there's anything that you guys see, send it to me. I will be happy to talk about it and discuss it. But this stuff is good, guys. And watching it back, it is real telling. And I'm not, I'm not, I am not surprised that it's Tom Sandoval. That's what I'll say. Um, It's really upsetting. It looks really bad and I think it's only going to continue to look worse. So all of these things I wanted to talk about, I wanted to go out on a, you can't see me, but I'm doing a Raquel dab right now. So yeah, on that note, next week, I am hoping to have a guest on and talk about something, talk about a little bit of a shakeup, if you will, in one of the franchises and kind of our thoughts on how to make it better. Let me know what you think we're going to be talking about. And I'm really excited for this guest. We'll be recording next week. So hopefully we can get this that episode up late next week, early next. Um, but yeah, guys, Scandal is never-ending, it seems. And I'm just happy that we're having fun digging through it together. So thanks, guys. Remember to subscribe, rate, share. Let me know if you feel like there's anything I missed in these episodes. Happy to talk about it and bring it up. Editor's notes are always welcome (laughs) here the reality informant. And yeah, until next time, guys, see ya.